Are we obfuscating at the gig? Are we dodging at no. the function? <laughs> Start your sublight engines. It's time for Rupe Helps Padres, a queer Star Wars podcast. And welcome back to another week of chaos. I'm Noah. My pronouns are he, him. You can find me on social media at the Jewish Jedi. And my gender this week is sucking cob van. Noah, I'm you can't do you. this. That was and what foul. about it? No. <laughs> I will not apologize for finding Cobb Band attractive. <laughs> yeah, but you're not. That's not what you're allowed to find Cobb Band attractive. What you're not allowed to do is suck out. <laughs> we don't know how those are doing right now. Hi, my name is Mel. Um, I use they, them pronouns. You can find me on social media at Melvin Culpa and on TikTok at Grunkle Rex. Um, and my gender this week is the axe wovesification of Cobb Vanth. Um, I still don't particularly give a shit about him, but I gave, give more of a shit about him than I did before watching this episode. His redemption arc, question mark? Not clickbait? I love I love the idea that he, Cobb Vanth needs a redemption arc. Is he being is he being redeemed for being a quirked up white boy with a little bit of swag? Okay, that I'm, I'm mute. I know, but is he goaded I'm... with the sauce? Hi. <laughs> My name is Ollie. I use any pronouns. You can find me on social media at Ollie Fresh. It's fresh with a PH. And my gender this week is Grogu, but he's on X Games mode. Because I got to say, Grogu doing those flips, I was losing my shit. I was like crying laughing. Hi, I'm Claudia. My pronouns are she, her. You can find me on social media at Claudia says K-A-L. U-D-I-A says, my gender of the week is Cad, let the spice flow, Bane, star of Dune. Um, <laughs> Okay, I'm so sorry. The, I don't know. I've not seen Dune. I haven't either. The idea of Cad Bane playing a character named Paul is very funny to me. Cad Bane played by <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Okay, no, no. Wouldn't he, be, wouldn't he be Idaho? Isn't there a guy, <gasps> isn't there a guy in Dune named Do Idaho? Do not disrespect Duncan Idaho like that. <laughs> There's a guy named Duncan Idaho. Yes. Fine, yeah. fine, fine, fine. His name can be like Colin Nebraska. I'm Jess. My pronouns are they, them. You can find me on TikTok and Twitter at Kawaii Jessio. And my gender this week is who is Apo? No, okay. Because I saw people trying to get your ass for not knowing who Apo was. And I'm like, <laughs> horrible news. Apo is not even like a character. Like, I don't, I think he has like one line in all of Star Wars. Yes. I also did not know who he was. <laughs> Sorry, I just needed to clarify this. Um, Apo was the clone that beefed with Bail Organa was, that was like, you should leave whore. So, yeah. That's like just his so one. Go. Oh. I, I thought he was familiar, but I was like, I am too engrossed into the fiction. I gotta get out of here. To move into talking about the episode, um, this is something that I've been thinking about is in that scene when Luke Skywalker is talking to Grogu and he's like, let's see where you're from. And everyone was like, me included. I was like, oh my God, Luke, what the heck? You're going to make him relive that? I was like, maybe. Luke was like, I know something happened to you, but I don't really know what. So let's see what happens. So Luke does that. Grogu has that vision. Luke sees it and he's like, Oh, that was so much worse. I did not know that happened to you. I'm so sorry. Who could have done such a thing? Uh-oh. <laughs> Grogu's like, horrible news. What did you say your last name was again? I like the idea of Grogu becoming a glorified security camera. That's very funny to me. 
broke is that R2-D2 has seen everything. Woke is that Grogu has seen everything. I can't believe that Grogu was there when Starlight Beacon collapsed. Grogu threw the first brick at Stonewall. Grogu, I... <laughs> you see the same eyes in different people. You see the same eyes in the same people because it's been Grogu. Um, anyway. Yeah, do we want to talk about the Book of Fett? Can I start? Because can I just say that I had an experience watching this episode because... I have been painting my face white, putting on a red nose and honking for the last four weeks about seeing my gay little cowboy cop band. And when he came on screen, I did have to pause what I was watching. (laughs) And I did watch it. I watched it like, I think like 5.45 in the morning. So my roommates were asleep and I was like, I need to start yelling. (laughs) Because listen, he was there. I don't know. I mean, he wore a belt buckle at a weird angle because he's a homosexual, but um, I really appreciated him entering his dare era. That was very funny. I just have to say, of anything else in the episode, when Dinjarin said, hey, can I buy you a drink? I was like, hello? I I became (laughs) the Joker this week. Listen, I I have... He didn't say... Hold on. He didn't say, uh, like, hey, let's get a drink. He said, can I buy you a drink? And that's very different. And then Cobb was like, your pretty little smile lets you get anything. And I know he was being facetious, but listen, this is no disrespect to my Din Luke shippers out there. I got you guys. I love you guys. Din Din Luke has been found dead in Miami. (laughs) Din Cobb continues to thrive. Canonically, you do your own thing, but. Well, uh, hopefully if he's not dead. Listen, he's okay. not dead. You know he what? Shot he's in the fine. Shoulder. And I know that he's fine because if he isn't, I'll reach into this goddamn show and fix it myself. I don't care what I have to do. <laughs> Cobb division. No. <laughs> but no, he's fine. Cobb I watched division. the episode. Stop. He's fine. My friends and I also, like, when I watched it the first time, we did go back to be like, did this guy, like, where did this guy get shot? And it did look like he got shot in the shoulder. Unlike his little deputy, um, R.I.P. the little deputy who called. Deputy got lit the fuck up. Freaking Cad Bane (laughs) really was like, I'm choosing violence on this man specifically. Because he shot Cobb once, then turned to the deputy and shot him four times. He had the opposite of plot armor. Like, the first time I saw that man, I was like, you were dying this episode. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Me and my friends, too, we, like, looked at him and we're like, that man's dying. I can't explain it, but this man screams cannon fodder he you know he's the guy like he comes on screen and then it plays one of those montages from a rom-com of the recently dead wife where it's like <laughs> you'll never forget me right he's he he just he's very submissive and killable something that i thought um when Cobb was really funny is because um they played the little um like here's what you missed on book of boba fett that showed Din doing all the stuff. And the last clip it showed before going into the new episode was Din being like, I have to go find my little, I have to go say hi to my little friend. And then it cuts to Cobb. And I was like, say hello to my little friend, Cobb Van. <laughs> but I also love, this is another fun thing. This is something that Mel said to me while we were watching the episode. <laughs> Cobb Van saw those pikes and said, hey, girlies, you need to leave or I'm going to shoot you. And they said, we're not going to leave. And he said, cool, and shot them. Mel goes, 
dang, white boy's got some moves. Listen, <laughs> what is well, who is Cobb Vanth if not a canonically fucked up little white guy? Quirked up white boy with a little no. bit of swag, puns to get down sexual style. And he is Gerda with a sauce. <laughs> I know this. I I want to bring up something that I don't know why when I was watching with my friends, this is what we were thinking during that. Well, like one, I immediately was like, oh my God, my friend Noah is going to be so happy. And my other two friends were like, what? I was just like, he loves Cobb Vanth. But um, two is, you know, after he shoots the, the, the little pikes and he's telling the, the last pike to like leave, he like tells him to like, you know, put the, the chest down, you know, but he says, so like load that like that chest and can consider it like you know the, the little like payment for what's going on and my friends wanted to like pause the episode and be like did he just say load but he put it on the ground so what's going on which like I'm I'm guessing it was just like his little slang for offload or like unload in the subtitles it did say load and then when I watched it a second time with my sister like later on that day again they did fix the subtitle to say unload, even though Cod Banth was still saying load. So I was just like, haha. So my friends and I aren't the only crazy people who were confused by him saying load, but then telling the Pike basically to put it on the ground. When I was watching it with Claire, my partner, um, and he kicks open the little box and Claire was like, what do they make that? What do they make the spice out of? It just looks like cinnamon. And, and, and Clinton, I know people on TikTok were talking about, like, or somewhere they were talking about, like, so, like, how do you do spice? People were like, well, there's many different ways, just, like, other drugs, whatever. And somebody was like, cinnamon challenge. No. Okay, quickly, <laughs> what Star Wars character is doing the cinnamon challenge, and why is it Leox Jossie? <laughs> no. <laughs> he would never. I was going to say Reed Silas. I was going to no, say, Reed I was going to say Farzala. <laughs> Arzala, I can see, and I also, I, I do believe that it is Leox, and I believe that he's like, I'm really good at this. You guys, you just wait. <laughs> I'm so good at this. He does it, and he's actually fine. Like, he's like, I don't know what the problem was. No, something that, there are two things about that. One, everyone thinks it's so cool when Cobb Vanth kicks out a bunch of spice, but when Trace Martez does it, y'all are haters. So that's on you. Um, the other thing, too, um, this is another thing that Mel said. <laughs> But when he like kicked that box over and all of the spice blew up, but Mel was like, stop, you're going to get high. Like he's going to inhale it and go back to town and have to be like, where am I? That's like, why he got, why he didn't pull fast enough for with Cod No, okay, that's how he's- Okay, so do you remember, sorry to talk about the High Republic on this Boba Fett show, but you know that part in Into the Dark where Dez is having a moment and <laughs> yeah. we're just like, let's put drugs on him and it will work. That is what Cobb Vanth did preemptively. I think Des would do <gasps> would do the cinnamon challenge. Okay, no, wait. Okay. Co- oh no, Cobb Vanth's little deputy who died did the cinnamon challenge right before that fight. That's why he, died. Fight. That's why yeah, he passed away. Right, right before that fight, he did the cinnamon challenge. And you, guys actually, you guys actually can't see it, but he actually does a cinnamon challenge right before he gets shot, and he dies from that, but then while he's falling over, Cad Bane shoots him four times. <laughs> oh my god, the cinnamon okay. challenge shot first. Speaking of the little deputy also, I just wanted to say, because, like, um, we all know that, like, Cobb Vanth, not only is he in, a, like, a relationship with Dan, but, like, you know, it's, like, his, the little um, Cobb polycule, because he's also, you know, in a relationship with his little weak way um, bartender boyfriend, and then also, uh, you know, 
Mel's favorite white boy. Um, why did I forget his name? Axel Woves. I'm sorry. Axel Woves. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think his full name. His full name says like we know nothing about him. No. As what far as we know, he could can be I, Axel Woves. What if, his name, what if his name is Axolotl Woves? Stop it out. But yeah, Axe Woves is also in there. But no, it's like the, the weekway boyfriend, Cod Vanth. And then like the deputy wanted to be part of their polycule. <gasps> but I think he's getting the the just, goby, just the goby, goby treatment. And then they're like, no, you can't be part of our polycule. No, 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 no. And that's he applied- why he actually passed away. It was because of sadness. It was embarrassment. <laughs> no, what happened was he applied to be a part of their polycule. And Cobb was like, would you settle for deputy? <laughs> Who said just like Padme in the chat? He died of sadness. That's what I was implying. Yeah, he was so sad for not being. Anyway, no, he was pregnant. Anyways, we talked about the corked up little white boy. He was corked up after. That's why. So let's talk about the other corked up little white boy, Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker is not a corked up white boy. No, and he's definitely not going with the size. I yeah, he's not busting it down sexual style. Um, <laughs> here's, what, here, here's what I'll say about that entire interaction. One, can I just say that as a fan of funky little droids, I loved the ant farmification of Luke Skywalker's Jedi Temple. That was great, and I loved those. However, I would also like to say that um, Din Djarin showing up and then saying, I'm going to take a nap. Relatable kid. No, <laughs> I love okay. him. When Din showed up, I was like crying because he showed up. R two D two ran over. He was like, "Din, where the hell have you been, Loka?" Like, <laughs> that's all I could think of that entire time. But I loved like <laughs> Din walking around and being like, "Damn, this temple, this island is kind of shitty. Where's my son?" And Grogu being like, or R two D two being like, "I'm simply going to shut the fuck up. That's your problem." I'm what, so excited wait. for the scene where the camera rotates around Din as he sits in his rapidly dilapidating bedroom while months pass. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, Mando season three is just 10 straight hours of the camera spinning around Din Jar. Oh, I can't wait for the episode. Um, That's actually something that I heard. Um, This could be a rumor, but I heard that there's going to be an episode in season three of The Mandalorian written by Stephanie Meyer. Oh my God. <laughs> Where did Luke get all the funky little ant droids? Like, Luke, where did you get them. the money for them? <laughs> or he built them? That'd be interesting. But still, where did you get all the parts for them, Luke? How did you get them all transported to your, your funky, fresh little planet where you're building your new Jedi school? Did you just call Luke Skywalker poor? I mean, I, canonically? I, I mean... <laughs> I Okay, no, here's the thing. He went to Leia and he was like, hey, I need some money. And she was like, why? And he's like, I, no reason. It's definitely not to buy 62 straight androids and then make them build an igloo for me out of rocks. The idea of Luke Skywalker as like just the the deadbeat uncle who like always needs money is so funny to me. He's a twink. That's what they do. Okay, one part that I also really liked was Grogu and Luke sitting there together and Grogu starts trying to use the force to lift up a frog. And then Luke is like, I'm actually going to lift up a hundred frogs, idiot. Look how much better I am than you. I know that's not what he was doing, but I do think it's funny. I was like, Luke, PETA is going to get your ass. I thought he was going to feed them all to Grogu. <laughs> so the thing about Luke in this episode that has really gotten to me and that kind of is my, the thing that I've realized about him 
is that especially because he's like having this whole entire crisis if he's like you're my first student grogu like what am i doing here he's like a first year teacher who like didn't have a student teaching position so he's just going from school to teaching being like oh you have to eat right here are 100 frogs oh my god luke skywalker is the teach for america of the jedi order (laughs) (laughs) he had no training and then he just got thrown into it he just got thrown into some random school in iowa and he's like okay Luke Skywalker is the teacher who's like, you're hungry, right? All I have is this 10-gallon box of goldfish. I sure hope okay. that works for you. Do you guys know those, like, um, those animals? There's, like, a lot of, like, fish that are like this, um, where as you feed them, they will just always eat and continue to grow indefinitely. What if that's, like, Grogu? Are you saying if- Yoda's like that, too? Yes, I'm saying I think that Yoda and Yaddle were raised by people who knew how to take care of them. So they stayed small. Grogu does not have that luxury. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're just feeding Grogu. Grogu's going to show up. Din's going to see him again. He's like, whoa, you are seven and a half feet tall. What happened? Clifford the big red dog style? Exactly. (laughs) Oh my God. Grogu Din is Emily Elizabeth. I am not ready for long Grogu, okay? I cannot. It's like, it's like. No, no, no. (gasps) Din is like, oh my God. I miss him so much. Can I see him? And Luke's like, uh, sure. And then Grogu is towering above him. He's like, hey. This is like, do you guys know how in um, Bethesda video games, like in Fallout, um, when a character will glitch, you might like, you'll kill them and they'll die and their arms will turn into like spaghetti noodles that are a thousand yes. feet long. That's what Grogu's going to look like. I feel like there was so much happening there. I really did enjoy the part where um, Luke Skywalker threw Grogu around like a sack of fucking potatoes. Um, because the wild thing to me was I was like, you have the backpack, you used the baby Bjorn after you threw him around. So you just did that for funsies. Mm. <laughs> it was like, okay, wait, I should probably use the backpack for you so I don't lacerate your spine. I'm just, I'm in love with the fact that he was like, walk with me, Grogu. Like, imagine if you said that to like a toddler, but then every two steps you physically kicked them forward and then you were like, hey, I can't help but notice you aren't keeping up very well. Yeah, I was laughing really hard about that when he's just like, walk with me. And then like, he and Grogu are walking and every time Luke got ahead of Grogu, he just like lifts him up with the force and puts him ahead of him. But then it happened every few steps because Luke only needs to take two steps for every 10 Grogu has to Dude, take. He's going to get Grogu shaking was, baby syndrome. Luke was so serious about the conversation the entire time. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like pulling Grogu through the air and he's like, we're just talking <laughs> about your attachment to your father. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, all of Star Wars is like that. I mean, the, the the funny part about that is, though, like, I mean, especially when, like, if you're walking along the street with, with like, a kid and it's two people and you have the kid between you and you have to, like, swing the kid so that the kid can, like, uh, like keep up with you. Like, that was the kind of the vibe that I got. Because also in The Mandalorian, you'll notice, like, Din will just walk and have Grogu walk behind him, like, on a city street and you're like bestie your child is like 20 feet behind you either pick him up or something so i was like thank god luke is doing that but it that was actually one thing i kind of liked and there was a couple 
about the writing there are there are things to like and things to not like but there was actually one thing that i did like um of this like almost in media rest kind of deal of like we're not seeing like oh when luke, uh, luke met ahsoka although i would love to see that or when uh you know the beginning of Grogu and and Luke's time here we're like getting here kind of in the middle and there were little things that showed their familiarity with each other so like this is clearly something he does with Grogu all the time that Grogu probably really likes or like the conversation that he has with Ahsoka where Ahsoka's like yeah like you're just like your father whatever it's clearly something she has said to him before and that they have discussed Anakin before like there there are little there are little moments of familiarity that um did make me scream cry and throw up um and the little like making Rogu jump thing actually was one of them (laughs) seeing Luke and Ahsoka like talk that was one of those things that as it was happening I was like oh that's like so cool like Ahsoka's here who I was not expecting to see like that's fun and then she walked up to Luke and they started talking I was like oh yeah and then I was like oh wait there were a lot of moments like as a child who grew up watching the Clone Wars in this episode where I was like, like dumbfounded, where I was like, I don't even know how to react to this right now. Cause like realistically in Mandalorian, we saw Ahsoka, we saw Luke, we knew that they existed in the same universe and we knew that they were both in live action. But for some reason, the idea of them actually meeting and like talking on screen together just didn't occur to me until it was happening. And I feel the same way about Cad Bane showing up. Like it was something that I just, like I knew it was possible intellectually, but I didn't realize that I would react the way I would. But seeing the two of them talk and seeing Ahsoka be like, oh, that's like your father. And then cut to this clip of Luke and like the facial expression that they animated for him looked so much like one that Hayden made as Anakin. And I just like, it hit me in a way I was not expecting. It was crazy. Oh my God. It was crazy. I had the exact same reaction where like, it took me a second basically of like, cause they were chatting or whatever. And I literally had to pause it. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. They have met more than once. Like this is not a first meeting. This is them like seeing each other regularly. And the understanding that Ahsoka had talked to Luke at all was weird. But then for her to be like, just like your father, I was like, do you guys talk about Anakin? Like, have you guys been processing that together? Because holy shit, like it was it was a lot. I would also like to wish a big fuck you to anybody who didn't watch Rebels or Clone Wars because haha, now it's in the canon you have to pay attention to. You know, there's not often when you read so much fan fiction about a thing and then it actually happens and you're like, huh, what? it's not computing in my brain. I literally, I was talking to my partner yesterday and saying like, oh yeah, when Ahsoka said to Luke and I had to stop myself and go, I'm sorry, I can say that sentence? Hold on, I'm having a literal mental breakdown. There's a lot of things I wish they would just recast Luke. Dear God, please stop deep faking people's... Uh, by the way, if you guys didn't already know, um, his voice was a, was a, a deep fake AI. It was not Mark Hamill um, acting. They like ran, ran Mark Hamill's lines through a program. That's why his voice sounded weird. Um, I wish they would just recast. Um, but... Even putting that aside, I was the actual even more emotional part for me was seeing R2. I, first of all, seeing Din Djarin be like, hey, R2, whatever. I, it, it was the same at the end of The Mandalorian. Like, I don't know what it is. It, it, it was the same thing in The Force Awakens. I don't know what it is about R2 showing up, whatever, where I just, I start crying. Um, something hits me inside. I do, I feel like a child. Um, and then 
to see Ahsoka, like, interact with R2 again, that's what broke me. That is what broke me. Um, and then, of course, I wanted more. I wanted, I wanted like, okay, when did they first meet again? Like, did she call him R2E, please? I got just no, about, I was please. just about to say, like, how crazy would it be if we, t- I just, please. I want to see her call know. him R2E in live well, action. Yeah, and then, of course, my, my brain starts, like, going a million, I'm like, has she met Leia? Have they hung out on the Rebellion? Please, I gotta know. I do like, like okay, I do like the idea of Luke going back to his friends like at like he meets Ahsoka the first time and he goes and he's talking to Leia and he's like yeah I met this girl and like she said she was Anakin like our dad's Padawan like I don't know like I don't know how we can trust her her name is Ahsoka and Chewie's like I know her we're besties oh my god we almost died that one time together that shit was crazy yeah she's legit Tell her I say hi. And Leia being like, yeah, that's one of our fulcrum agents. Wait, (laughs) Chewie, you know her? (laughs) And Chewie's like, yeah, I know everybody. (laughs) I've been alive for like 400 years, bitch. I know Yoda, too. (laughs) Luke being like, wait, you know Yoda? Like, like, yes, Yoda and I had a a sensual vacation together once (laughs) on on Kashyyyk. The other thing that was very surreal about this was that a lot of people's jokes and stuff about Ahsoka was like, oh, yeah, she would probably just be like hanging out, like being like Aunt Ahsoka just like v chilling because she's like i'm not doing all that and then that's exactly what she was she was like he din was like well, why are you teaching him she's like that's none of my business and i was like such aunt culture she's like i'm just here to like be gay and provide advice and i was like that's exactly how everyone imagined ahsoka and now it's real and i hmm, i can't process that <laughs> when when luke's just like will i see you again and she's just like perhaps and um... Thrawn the red flag. Yes. Well, was... yeah, Thrawn mentioned because she said perhaps, but no, just like the red flag raising and being like, oh no, I hope you guys do see each other again. Otherwise, that's very sad. I I I'm glad I was not the only one because obviously when Din says that to Grogu and he's like, I'll see you again, whatever, it was a callback to Shmi saying that to Anakin, uh, to Kanan saying that to Hera, all these different times, whatever, when we know they ain't seeing them again. Um, And so obviously we see here that Din doesn't see Grogu again. I mean, unless something happens or whatever. So when she said that, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, is this the only time we're going to see them interact because she's going to go die or something? I was like, Dave, is this the beginning of the end? I have a proposal. I think that the reason she said perhaps is because she thinks Luke is extremely annoying. She's like, (laughs) because here's the thing. I think Luke shows up with the rebellion, right? He's like, everyone's like, oh my God, a Jedi, just because they know Ezra and Kanan. And he's like, hee hee, I just picked up a lightsaber two days ago. And they were like, we need someone to train him. And they try to call Ahsoka, but she does not answer. She's like, I'm not doing that. So Sabine has to train him. Because she's the only one who has any experience because she learned with the Darksaber. So she has to train Luke the whole time. She's like, you are so goddamn annoying. Ezra would never. Then she goes to go look for Ezra with Ahsoka. And she's like, I met the most annoying person. I hate him. So now it's just rubbed off on Ahsoka. So yeah, Luke's like, like, yeah, he's just like his father. He's Luke's, really annoying. Luke's like, are you going to come back? And she's like, uh, perhaps. I don't know. Fuck off. Goodbye. I'm going to hang out with some cooler people. <laughs> I was going to talk a little bit about like where this kind of leaves us, like that last kind of scene. So what I think is really fun, this is where I'll bring it up. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about it because it's been an issue and it was an issue last episode. 
Boba was actually in this episode, which is very exciting. He didn't have any lines. However, that scene where they're all standing in that room and Din is like there and he's like, hee hee hee. I don't remember exactly what happens, but Fennec and Kersantan both roll their eyes at the exact same time. And it's so iconic. And I am here to push, I think, the, I'm just, I don't know how to explain how funny they are, but I need a Fennec and Kersantan like bestie episode. Like, I'm like, if we're letting anybody have an episode of the Book of Boba Fett, I think that they should have one where they just go like, I want, it's like the Meluron episode of Rebels where Zeb and Ezra go on their little adventure. I want one, but it's Fennec and Kersantan. Listen, they're <laughs> the best possible combination for a buddy comedy. I said what I said. The thought of like the last episode just actually being Fennec and Kersantan's little adventure is really funny to me. This is the theme music of episode six. Anyways. Um, You're so correct for that. Yeah. I, I will say, um, Kersantan is introduced in the comics. Um, I've been reading a lot of the comics. Um, Kersantan is introduced in the comics uh, with Darth Vader or whatever, but he spends most of his time with Dr. Aphra, who has they definitely have that kind of vibe and like Kersantan's always there and people are always like why are you hanging out with Dr. Afra? she's a pain in the ass she she's she's gay she's a pain in the ass everybody hates her whatever and Kersantan's like I hang around because she owes me a lot of money but I really I think he just hangs around because it's fun and he likes to beat the shit out of people and I think that's the I think that's the dynamic that he would have with Fennec is like yeah I just hang out with this violent little lesbian because that's like that is canonically what he does so I was going to say do we want to talk about the scene with Cobb Vanth and Cad Bane because that's the last thing that we have to say to talk about like chronologically yeah uh I guess to that I would say I really like uh cowboys not literally obviously but like the concept of them is very fun to me and I do enjoy it so it was really fun for me to get like an old style western standoff that said, if Cobb Vanth is anything short of bruised, Cad Bane, I'm going to reach into the screen and pull those little tubes right out of your face. So that's where I'm standing. Also, okay, can I just say that, like, the vibes in that scene, to me, immaculate. Loved them. Very much enjoyed. I wish, my only critique of that, I guess, would be, I wish he had a larger hat. And I don't mean, like, a bit Same. larger. I mean, like, large enough that it spans the distance between two buildings. D- and then he, like... Style? No, that's that's taller than it is wide. I want like inverse Doug Dimodome. What you're describing is a chode hat. What's <laughs> what you've described? A chat, if you will. <laughs> Not a chat. Okay. Also, here's the other thing too. I this is a weird thing that I have that like this is a almost a criticism I have of that is I do kind of worry that the writers and the creative team behind this show is banking a little too much on people caring about that scrapped arc from the Clone Wars where Boba and Cad Bane fight. Because I'm like, aside from really, really hardcore fans, and even then only some of them, not a lot of people either know or care about the fact that there was supposed to be drama between Boba and Cad Bane. That being said, when Cad Bane showed up, we, people have been talking about, well, maybe Cad Bane will be in this episode. And I was like, I don't really care that much like about Cad Bane. Then I saw him. And I was like, actually, I care a lot about Cad Bane. Because once again, as someone who grew up with the Clone Wars, I'm like, oh, 
I was so scared for Cobb Vance. I'm happy he only got shot in the shoulder, but I'm like, Cad Bane wielded a lightsaber against Quinlan Buzz and Obi-Wan and kicked both of their asses. There's so much stuff that this man did. And like, I remember when I was a kid watching Clone Wars, I was scared as shit of him. So seeing him in live action, like I felt like a kid. It was like, I have not felt that way for watching Star Wars for a while, but it was, yeah. Anyway. Um, a friend of mine did say, um, has anyone made the gift set comparison of Cad Bane walking in from the desert and the end of Pride and Prejudice? <laughs> no, um, no. Any, um, I had not. I, Here's how we get Jason McFadden in Star please, Wars. Please, okay. Jason so McFadden, Matthew <laughs> McFadden. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. Fake okay, t- Tom that, Succession fan. I have that not wasn't... seen Succession and I fell asleep for the majority of Pride and Prejudice. You're lucky that I even got close. Do you guys remember when I thought that Lee Pace and Tom Succession were the same I, person? Yeah, I'm going to kill you. Okay. Oh my God. That was Unironically, a... he is my callous fan test. <laughs> um, so that actually wasn't what I was going to say. Um, I actually disagree with you, Ollie, about Cad Bane. I think that... Dave Filoni's special little POV self-insert character is Ahsoka, but Dave Filoni's glupshitto is Cad Bane, and he loves that stupid little man so much. And so I don't think that it's like, oh, there's unfinished beef that never got to be made. It's really just Dave Filoni being like, this is my man, and he's always going to be here um, because these are my little besties. And I respect that. But because of that, he has always made his little glup shadow have a little bit of extra sauce. And that's why Cad Bane is like, he's he's just kind of badass. And so I think that's why people I saw, I think it was um, Straw Hat Goofy on TikTok. He's never seen the Clone Wars, whatever. And he was like, I love this guy. I want to know more about him. I think he has the special sauce of just being a rootin' tootin' cowboy that I think people are gonna love whether they know who he is or not. And I think he's being brought in because he, the beef with Boba has not been made canon, but he now has canonical beef with Fennec. And I think he's gonna show up and Fennec's gonna be like, so now I can really beat your ass. Um, And I will really look forward to that. Although when he did show up, I'm reading a lot of the the comics right now, especially with the bounty hunters thing. And all I could think about was, so this motherfucker survived all that time. And during all the war of the bounty hunters, he was just like, so that's none of my business, which is, it is so funny to me. Like every, it's like an Avengers style. Like everybody is beating each other's ass bounty hunter situation. And Cad Bane is somewhere going, that's none of my business. It's just very funny to me. Maybe he was taking a little vacation, you know? Maybe he just didn't want to be involved with all of that. I don't know if you guys talked about how good Bane's hat keeps getting smaller. And I think it's because every time he loses, it just gets a little bit smaller. And eventually he will have no hat. And then that's when he finally will die. Wait, okay, so he needs a little child to show him the true spirit of life day and it will grow like three sizes? What the Scroogeification? The Grinchification. Grinchification. Right, I love the part where Scrooge's heart expands and he dies of a fucking (laughs) heart rupture. This is unrelated to Star Wars, but I was deeply afraid of the Grinch as a child, so I don't want to talk about the Grinch. I think that Cad Bane is the Grinch of Star Wars. Um, he steals children, <laughs> yeah. And Toto is fucking yeah. Max. <gasps> yes, exactly. <gasps> also, where's Toto? Toto would have somehow. Toto would have somehow like 
He's a Hold droid. Up. How would he no, die unless they like died. smashed him to pieces? I thought he, I thought he died. In I just bed. no. Omega did no. hurt him very. Did hurt him for a minute, but he was fine. I do like the idea of Toto being like Captain and was like Toto. You wait here. I'll be right back. And then Toto takes like, a long walk yes, in the desert course. to get to to man. Um, he's like, I need to go do some actual killing, and you're gonna mess it up. Also, okay. I'm so sorry. The idea of Cad Bane showing up and being like, hey, Boba, I'm here to kill you or whatever, because the Pikes told me to. Fennec being like, no, not this motherfucker. And having like, okay, (laughs) I'm so sorry for Fennec. But the fact that Cad Bane has not once, but twice been sent after an exact clone of Jango Fett and Fennec has had to be there to protect them. Fennec's going to be like, hey. You know what's crazy? Fennec's Last gonna be time- like, damn, this is deja vu. I feel like I've done this before. He's gonna be like, Boba, you know, at least this time I don't have to kill that um Kaminoan lady. And Boba's like, and Boba's like, huh? oh, I knew it, I knew a Kaminoan. Her name was Tanwi. She was the one who basically took care of me when my <laughs> dad wasn't like- there. And Fennec's like, oh, that's crazy. Man, I wonder I what happened to her. I don't remember who it was from, but it was uh Boba and Fennec talking and Cad Bane shows up and he's like. This is just like when I tried to kill your sister. And he's like, my what? I wanted to say, like, you know, you bringing up Dodo is so funny when I watched the episode. The entire time, like, one, when we first see the tiny little speck of Cad Bane approaching. And my friends are like, who is that? I was like, that's Cad Bane. And they're like, what? How do you know? I was like, it's Cad Bane. I feel it in my soul. It's but the then, hat. yeah, when I, he got closer. I was just like, where's this fruity little droid? Huh? Where's Toto? <laughs> I miss him. You know what's I, funny? No. Dave Filoni heard us saying that we want the blue bitch with the red eyes, you know, who has a cowboy friend. And he missed the friend part and was like, oh, you want Cat Bane? Blue bitch with red eyes. Cowboy. And we're like, no, we were talking about Thrawn and Eli. You've brought the wrong blue bitch. I still I still think that something involving Thrawn and will be mentioned in the last episode. And when it does happen, I will. My neighbors will be calling the police um, because <laughs> Would you be mad if I sent you like a a little glass box with a clown nose in it that says break in case of being wrong? Listen, I am number one in the Discord cameo pool and I did predict Cad Bane specifically for this episode. You also predicted Sabine Wren for this episode. Okay. (laughs) Not to put you on blast. but I want to put you on blast, Claudia, as well, but you did put basically every character who was alive during Star Wars at this point. That's not true. I also put random shit like snow clone in a jar claudia, claudia is the first who takes a picture of the fucking planet and is like my ex is in this <laughs> now that we've discussed cad bane let's talk about the end of that episode right yeah so i wanted to talk a little bit about the thing at the end because whenever attachments are brought up um in star wars um rhetoric about the jedi order is really kicking kicking people's ass when they're talking about this um this is not I want to be clear, of everybody here, I am the latest person to come to the High Republic. My opinions on the Jedi Order, I have rethought before I even did that. So this is me coming from me without external material or or most of the external materials. This is me talking from the shows and the movies like the common man, if one, if you will, that I, I hate to say like being a Jedi defender or whatever, but... There's always this rhetoric of like, yeah, and then the prequel Jedi, they became really dogmatic and they're bad and they're whatever and and maybe that's not how they didn't used to be and and they're and like an attachment and whatever, whatever. And um 
I realized through talking to a lot of people that there's just like prevailing thoughts that nobody has really um, investigated. And reading The High Republic has helped me investigate them. But then I look back and I go, that actually was extremely clear from the show. So when I rewatched The Clone Wars, um, when I was first getting into The Clone Wars right after the sequel started coming out, I was very much a like... Yoda is a little green horn criminal, um, and I have some thoughts about the Jedi Order. And then I read, um, I started my canon challenge, and I started reading a lot of the books and comics in the prequel era. Um, and I would, and then um, I rewatched the Clone Wars and Rebels with some of my friends. And what I ended up seeing, um, basically, it helped me see what was already in the text, which was that the Jedi are victims, um, and there are so many instances of each one of them, even the ones that people love to malign, like Yoda, like Mace Windu, trying desperately to have moments of compassion and connection, whatever, that are denied of them because of the ways that they they were manipulated by the Republic. Um, And even, actually, there was a deleted scene I had never seen before where uh, Anakin tries to plead for Ahsoka's case, um, where Yoda is basically like, yeah, you should go and try and help her because she doesn't have very much time, and it's very merciful, and it's very, like, real and humanizing. Um, And it just, it's a part of this thing where I, I... people really don't understand what the attachment thing is. And that's why also when people don't watch Rebels, I'm like, mm, it's really kicking your ass. Because I-, I always say Kanan is my favorite Jedi because um, he exemplifies being able to have attachments and let them go. And what that means is like, because what people don't understand is they're like, oh, well, so the the, the, the Jedi just, you can't have anything and you're not supposed to feel anything. And his thing is like you can have them you just when you need to you need to be able to let them go and that's a constant process I don't want to spoil anything about Midnight Horizon which is the the latest High Republic book that came out but it literally came out this week and then this episode came out and it includes stuff about Yoda as a Jedi Master but mostly stuff about attachment I'm not going to talk about anything else but it was really interesting to read that and then to read this because it was again sort of an illuminating kind of what I already knew about that. And it's something the High Republic Jedi talk about a lot, that practicing non-attachment is a constant thing. It's a constant thing of like, feel your emotions, process them and let them go. Love somebody and know that you will have to let them go in some way. That doesn't mean that you don't care for them or that you can't, you know, do that or whatever. So I will admit, at the end of this episode, I was a little, a little mad at Luke Skywalker, I was like, he is a baby. Why are you making him do this choice? But then I also have heard a lot of people's arguments of like, well, they don't give Jedi choice when they're a baby. And I was like, well, okay, so what are we doing here? And what I realized, because now I've been reading a lot of the the main Star Wars run comics, is that I think that Luke is giving Grogu the choice that he didn't get and the choice that Ahsoka, and Ahsoka as well, that Ahsoka didn't get, which is the choice that most Jedi in the past got to have, which is to actively choose to be a Jedi, something that Luke has always felt like he had to, or that Ahsoka was like, I, I, I can't do this anymore, and I, I didn't get a choice, I had got thrown into a war. So he's giving him a gift, and I think, and I think it's also a test to see, like, you know, taking Yoda's lightsaber is not the Jedi path either. You have to make your own path as a Jedi. That's kind of the point. So I hope that's what the message is, but it also might just be crappy writing. So anyways, that's all I have to say on that.
That is entirely possible. Um, I think I completely agree. I think the concept of attachment kicks so many people's asses, like truly. And they're like, oh, well, the entire movie's like the Jedi are telling him to like repress his emotions and things, which is definitively not true. And the whole entire thing, and George Lucas has said it himself, is that it is Anakin's needing to possess Padme. That is what fucks him up. That is the, it is not the fact that he loves Padme and like has big feelings about her. It is the fact that he has this need to not let go of her. Um, even when the force is telling him that this is how it's going to go. And once again, cause it's a force vision and force visions are always, it's always like, haha, monkeys pawed your ass. Um, and so that is just my struggle there. And I, I, I tend to agree, um, with what you're saying, Claudia, with Luke's kind of choice that he's giving Grogu. Uh, I think that is a really, like, fair analysis of that. But I also think we have to remember that the the Luke that we're seeing, this is his first student, and he is the, as far as he knows, one of the last, like, Jedi of of this entire religion who didn't have that kind of same foundational practice that the Jedi before him had. And so, like, he's gonna fuck up. And, like, that's what makes him nervous. That's what makes him second guess when Ben is, like, having this moment with the dark side. And he's like, oh, well, I gotta fucking strike you down now. Because, like, well, fuck me, I guess. I don't know what the fuck to do. Because I am the only guy doing this shit. Um, And so there's, like, I think the the pressure of that. If I could inject some Jewish nuance, some Jewance, perhaps, into this conversation. uh, I feel like a lot of people only know how to analyze religiosity from a very Christian perspective. Um, so here's some of some fun facts about my, my hashtag life story. Um, cause I was not born, a, I was not born Jewish. I'm a Jewish convert. I was raised Christian. I went to Catholic school. So I understand that urge to only view faith and faith-based practice as a cage, because I can see how it feels that way. And like, totally get that. However, I am begging people who were raised in America, which is culturally Christian, even if they weren't raised Christian, to try and distance themselves from that one limited understanding of religiosity and of faith and of that entire concept of practice. Um, Because the thing is that like Jewish people have been debating about how best to be Jewish since we were Jewish, like since the dawn of time. And that is not a linear path. Um, A big part of studying the Torah is looking at commentary from people from hundreds of years apart. And sometimes the people from the more modern commentators will look at people from the medieval era and be like, they were stupid. It's even, it's even more regressed than that. Like religions argue and religious practice evolves. And I think some people were frustrated with Luke because they were like, oh, what? So he gets to have friends and family, but Grogu can't. And it's like, I hate to break this to you. We don't always do religion correctly. I don't even think there's a way to be like a correct Jedi. I think that the entire concept of the Jedi as an order resists the conception of like doing it well, which is why I think it's not helpful to be like, here's the best Jedi because it's like, no, they were the best Jedi for them. I don't believe that Anakin is a person who could have ever uh, been in a relationship with Padme and also maintained a positive relationship to the force because of just who he is. Jedi Order notwithstanding, I don't think that's how that works. Whereas like we see Kanan have a much healthier way of understanding his relations to other people and still being a Jedi. Um, And I think that like, that's the thing that I I guess I want to throw into that is like, it's so mean he offered Grogu a choice. And it's like one, like Mel was saying, this is his first student. Okay, he's, he's the teacher that has never done a lesson plan before this. And he's like, 
I need you to know, I need to know definitively that you're in this for the long haul because right now you're kind of all I've got and that's a big deal. But also Luke is a character and we often look at him like all characters as lengthy arcs where we see the beginning and end. So it's very easy to look at the, at Luke in The Last Jedi and say, how is he making this dumb of a decision when obviously he knows that the Jedi Order is kind of fucked up at this point. And it's like, he doesn't know that yet. He has yet to learn that very painful lesson. He's not going to learn it with Grogu. It, that said, it may just be bad writing and that's fine. But I think only looking at like visual sources, because I have not read the comics, um, I think it's fair to say that sometimes religion is just complicated. And sometimes uh, people practice it very, very differently. And that's no less true of the Jedi than it is of anybody else. Yeah. And I think that that is like an important part of The Last Jedi is Luke being like, hey, Yoda, what is going on here? Like, what were the Jedi? And Yoda's like, hmm, mistakes were made. I just, I think that there's so much in the text that is pointing to, actually, the Jedi are not evil. And I think Noah, you really hit the nail on the head with saying like each Jedi is different and experiences and relates to the Jedi order differently. It is a code that we follow. It is not a strict, like, here is your agenda and your day-to-day life. And we see this, like, as we see other like mixes of Padawans and masters, and especially like in the higher public, but also in the prequels, um, like in Clone Wars and stuff, we see how different masters train their students differently and how Yoda even trained his students differently. Like the difference between Yoda and Dooku and the difference between like Dooku and how he trained like Rail Avaros versus um, Qui-Gon. Like there's a lot of stuff that's like variants of how Jedi live their lives. So I think that Luke has a different approach to teaching right now than other Jedi. And it's just not an approach we've really seen before. So I'm curious, I'm maintaining positivity that this is just a part of Luke's story. I think the thing that really threw me off about this was Ahsoka being like, hee hee, you need to leave. But I, the more I've thought about Ahsoka in this, I'm like, maybe Ahsoka is trying to be like, I didn't want anybody to train Grogu because I think that he should not, that like, this is, he is so attached. I think that Ahsoka was trying to be like, now, oh no, Din, if you talk to Grogu, he's gonna wanna leave. Oh no, how bad would that be? And then Grogu, Din was like, you're right here, give this to him. And she's like, fuck, I messed up. <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it. And she's like, Luke, wouldn't it be crazy if you gave Grogu this gift and then let him choose? That would be crazy. And she's like, fingers crossed this one works. Well, I mean, Grogu ended up seeing the ship anyway, so I think she I, she did it on purpose where she was like, she was like, oh, just park over here. It'll be fine. Um, and then Luke's like, you let the baby see the fucking ship. It, it, you, you defeated the point. And she was like, oh, no. Oh, what did I do? He's like, oh, no. Now I'm going to go hang out with Sabine. Bye. Yeah. I'm going to go look for my better Jedi, Ezra. Yeah, but I, I will say I... I remember the same argument happening when she first showed up in The Mandalorian and at me having the same mixed feelings and then thinking about it again and they like they like played her little Ahsoka leaving music and thinking about it and going she is hoping that Grogu will get to have the choice and the and the life that she didn't get to have um and I think that that's the same deal here that being said much like I said last episode where Bobo was in absentia, but we were talking about him thematically with the mythosaur, I almost feel like there's something similar here with the, like, the bringing together of Jedi and Mandalorian culture because we talked about the Darksaber, which is 
was created by a Mandalorian Jedi. And they were like, by the way, Darksaber. And then um, Din gets a Beskar spear from Ahsoka that is supposed to, was built to kill Mandalorians from Jedi. But then he melts it down to protect his Jedi son. It's like this circular thing. Um, and that is being given to, to, to Grogu. And I still think, which would be very much in keeping with how the Jedi encouraged their, their Padawans to make lightsabers and also to connect with their, like, home culture. I still think that he's going, like, he's going to have a third choice situation where he's going to, like, he's going to use that Biscar to make, to make a lightsaber. And I don't know, there's just this, like, this circular sort of poetry sort of thing of like he took this weapon and he made it into a de- ironically Din Djarin did a very uh, Jedi thing where he took a weapon and he made it into a form of defense um and then Grogu might use that to make his own lightsaber instead of like taking um Yoda's lightsaber which would be the same thing actually that Luke did I have read the comics but even if you haven't you know Luke loses his lightsaber and there for a while he's like am I a Jedi who am I whatever and then he has this moment of like, I'm a Jedi whether I have a lightsaber or not and I have to make my own way um, with that. And then he's eventually able to find one, whatever, which is the same lesson we learn in the prequels when the when the Padawans are looking for their, their kyber crystals. So I think it would work thematically. Um, you know, the Tar Vizsla to Grogu pipeline is insane, but I think it'll happen. Do we have any final thoughts or can I quick just interject some... My final thought is, uh, Garsif Whip, girl, I'm so sorry that you and your rock and tits got blown up. That's all. Max Rebo was alive. I don't care about him. No, I care about Max Rebo. He is alive. They showed all the members of the band, and and Max Rebo wasn't there, so he's safe. I just want everybody to know. So Max Rebo gets to survive, but Garsif Whip doesn't? I will say that a lot of my viewing experience of this episode and just overall enjoyment of it was tainted by people's reaction on the internet i think it was once again it was a fine episode like there were parts of it that i really enjoyed and parts of it where i was like okay this could be better not to talk about the jedi philosophy that we were talking about earlier of like managing your expectations like it's okay to have like high expectations and be like oh i want this to be good but you have to be able to also step back and let that go when that's not what happens. I think that a lot of people, and this is especially for characters that are so iconic, like Ahsoka and Luke, if they don't match this idea that someone has constructed in their head of these characters, it's immediately bad. It's like, you know, the end of the world, uh, Disney's ruining Star Wars or whatever, but it's, it's about, like, you have to live with the fact that, like, you are not the center of the universe. Congratulations. Welcome to the rest of the world. In the words of Padme Amidala, welcome to the real world. You're going to have to to make peace with that. Yeah, that was my one thing that, like, I genuinely was like, damn, y'all are fucking rancid right now. And you're making Star Wars not fun. What is the point of Star Wars if not to have some fun yeah i feel like next episode i'm not going to open twitter but it's not to avoid spoilers it's just because i don't want to see what y'all have to say about it i agree i should do that um also not to avoid spoilers but also to avoid spoilers because when i was waiting for one of my friends to show up and i knew the episode already came out but i was like let me check twitter and immediately um saw that Cobb Banth was in the episode so i was like oh great so i already know that noah's bestie is here 
I had Cad Bane spoiled for me because I opened Tumblr for one second. I was like, fuck, that's on you. <laughs> yeah, I was but I mean, but here's the thing. Can I just say that as a homosexual supporter, it's so nice to know that people associate me with Cobb Van. I'm glad that that's the brand I've made for myself online because like people I do not know were tagging me in Cobb Van things the day the episode came out. Listen. I woke up to being tagged on TikTok of like, can't wait for you to see the episode. And I was like, I haven't opened Disney Plus yet. I'm just saying, I you know what is going to happen? You know, my notifications, like my phone is not going to function Zeb. anymore when Zeb shows up because that that is going to be the day that my phone just explodes. Quickly, if I don't see, if, if I don't see single person who listens to this podcast as well as every single person who follows me on tiktok twitter any other social media try to contact me when that purple motherfucker shows up someone has failed for noah it's it's for noah it's Cobb Vanth. for ollie it's zeb for jess it's cody for mel it's Axwolves <laughs> or fenrau the fact that has to be some dumbass white man. God, but who who is it for me? Eli Vanto. Oh yeah, <laughs> but that's my thing though. I don't want people to message me because then the, the surprise will be spoiled. Like if I haven't seen it yet, and then everyone's messaging. Like as I know, once Thrawn shows up, about fifty people are gonna message me, and I'm like, don't. I don't want to know. I want it. I want to experience it in real time. Don't message me. You're right. So what I, I'm gonna do is I'm gonna drive to your house and then stand outside of your door with a megaphone and be like, "This just in. This just in." Eli Vanto was in live action. I'm gonna do it for six hours. I'm gonna kill you. Oh, does anyone else have any other final thoughts? We've all talked so much. Oh. Please uh, go go buy go read Midnight Horizon. That's all. Actually, that's my only thought about this episode. Go read Midnight Horizon. Um, my final thoughts are like, yeah, I like the episode. I wish I saw more Boba. Like you know. My criticisms for for from last week still stand, but it was uh, it was a fun, funky, fresh time. Lots of fun. I did get a W because <laughs> there was some live action clones. So there's your clone watch. So we we got Boba and we got live action clones. But uh, at what cost? You know, I was laughing the entire time I saw Order sixty six. I don't know. I think I'm just not well. I know everyone else was really sad because yeah, that was a traumatizing moment for Grogu. I don't know. Clone Watch W live action clones. Period. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there was an epic spelling bee. So hi, welcome to Star Wars Spelling Bee. I'm your host, Jess. This is a new segment I'm bringing to the pod where I have found some fun little funky fresh words from Star Wars. I mainly am pulling from canon because I don't know... (laughs) We all don't really like delve much into legends. Maybe next time I might bring some some legends words because there were a bunch of legends words where I was just like, huh. But no, I'm pulling from canon this time. And basically, you know, like any spelling bee, I'm going to give the hosts a word like one at a time and then they will have to spell it. If they misspell the word, then they're out (laughs) or they just don't get the point. Whoever gets the most points at the end wins. So... That's basically it. Are you guys ready to spell? 
Do these go from easiest to hard? Because I'll take the first yeah. one. Yeah. Okay, these, I'll do the first one. These are warm-up words, okay? And um, I'm actually, these, like, easy words are planets from Star Wars, so. So, Ollie, your word is Tatooine. Okay, this one I always mess up, but I think it's T-A-T-O-O-I-N-E. That's correct. Yes! Yeah. Oh my god, I'm going to Disney World. I will go next. Your word is Coruscant. I'm literally incapable of spelling this word. I'm Noah21, and I'm fucking upset because my other fucking hosts are looking at me like I'm deranged for not being able to, to be spell. Fair, to be fair, the other day at length, we roasted Noah for not knowing American geography. See. <laughs> We're off to a really strong start. Okay, okay, okay. See. O-R-U-S-C-A-N-T. You got it right. You did it. Yeah. (laughs) Claudia, your word is Mustafar. M-U-S-T-A-F-A-R. You got it right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So finally, Mel is Dagobah. This is... I'm worried for Mel, who is speaking. The way that I know this one, but I... I I didn't hear Mel because people were talking. D-A-G-O-B-A-H. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay, so we go back to Ollie. Ollie, are you ready for your next word? I am. These are still the easy words. I only did like two rounds of easy words, so... Okay, so your word is Corellia. I know this. It's C O R E L L. Wait, Corel I A. You're right. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Midnight Horizon. Daniel Jose Older, you've done this for me. Okay, so Noah again? Unfortunately. Your word is Geonosis. Okay, for a second, I did think you were going to say fucking Kashyyyk, and I was like, this is cruel <laughs> and unusual punishment. Okay, uh, this one I can do. It's G E O N E S I S. There's not an E. 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 I added an E. There is not an E. It's G E O N O S I S. Yeah. Okay, you got it right the second time. The first time we're all just like, mm, I don't know though. Should I? Should we give that point to no one? I mean, by spelling the rules, no. Um, but <laughs> pleading for mercy, yes. I mean, he did Maybe say like it a before someone point. corrected him. I'll give you a half point for that. I'll take a half point. That's I'll take that. Claudia, your word is Kashyyyk. All right, all right, all right, all right. I hate that I know how to spell Kashyyyk. <laughs> okay, K-A-S-H-Y-Y-K. Unfortunately, <gasps> there are three Ys. Literally, that anytime, is there's, twisted. No, anytime there's a Y in Shrewook, it's always three. Mel, are you ready for your word? I mean, I guess. Your word is Toydaria. Oh, okay. Uh... Oh, God. Sorry. Are you spelling it out on paper? For yes, I am. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't you feel never, fair. No, that that's is not the, fair. That's against the spelling bee rules. I was never part of a spelling bee. I was in a school of ten people. <laughs> You've seen the musical. No, I haven't. 
I seen the episode of Psych. About, wait, there's a musical about the 25th spelling annual. Bee? I love uh, Putnam God. Spelling Bee. I love that episode of Psych. You don't know 25th annual Putnam pa- County Spelling Bee? Okay. Toydaria. Here, I'll put I'll put her away. Toydaria, T O Y D A R I A. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so that was those are the easy words. I I chose a bunch of planets for the easy words. Let's go. Hard words. I'm ready. Yeah, here's the hard words. Okay. Ollie, your word is Camarese. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but Camarese. <laughs> that doesn't feel fair. You don't know if you're pronouncing it right. Can you use I'm it pretty in a sure sentence? that's right. I wish can, that can like... Can you use it in Wiki- a sentence? Yeah. Um. Hold on. Let me pull up the Wikipedia page too, just so I can talk about it. Camarese was a spoken language that was used in the galaxy. Around 34 ABY, Camarese was spoken by the alien Dobu Ske as he gambled okay. in Canto, in the Canto Bight like Casino. Canto Blight is Canto Blight's with a C. So I'm going to assume it's like the Canto Blight language. Is it C? Can you, I'm sorry, can you say the word one more time? Camarese. <laughs> C A M E R E S E. You were really close, but what? it is with a K H. That, okay, that's what I was gonna say, oh, and damn. then I thought you said Canto Blight, so I was like, "Oh, Canto Blight starts with a C." I'm sorry. Wait, so how is it spelled? K H A M A R E S E. So it's like the K H in Khan. Well, that really bodes poorly for me since I was already doing kind of bad at this. So let's do it. No, your word is Deveronian. D A V O R I A N. That is not correct. I will just die, I guess. It is spelled D-E-B-A-R-O-N-I-N-N-I-A-N, sorry. Wig, okay. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Your word is Seleucami. Oh, okay. I know I'm going to disappoint Ollie if I fuck this one up. <laughs> it is S-A-L-E-U-C-A-M-I. That's right. Ayo! <laughs> The okay. Italians. I said the Italians of the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Mel, your word is nascor come. <laughs> what? <laughs> Again, I'm sorry. Nascor come. Nascor scum. Nascor come. I need people to know that, like, okay. I was like, I'll look up how this word is spelled so I can watch Mel spell it. And the results are coming up in Scandinavian because it doesn't think this is an English word. Okay, also, I'm so stupid when Mel is having trouble pronouncing it. I was like, Jess, you should put it in the chat. <laughs> Nascorcum was a company that manufactured macro binoculars. The Jedi Padawan Ezra Bridger owned a pair of these binoculars. Ezra, you bitch. <laughs> I know it's not his fault that this is what it's called. So could you say the the name one more time for me? Nay score come. Nay score come. N A No N E <laughs> I Nay I don't know, bitch. Are you a horse? You're acting like you're acting like there's a reward. <laughs> like you're <laughs> playing like if you lose, something bad is gonna happen. I'm afraid I'm gonna die. I'm, I've never done a spelling bee before. I assume that the children get is killed this, if they don't is, do well. No! It just put us in a saw trap and we didn't ever realize. <laughs> um so it's N A N A 
N-A- Is there a time limit? <laughs> N-A-S-C-O-M-M. You were really close, actually, but it's N-A-E-S-C-O-R-C-O-M. So if I had been given a little bit more time to think through my name... But you were so close. You were just off by an E and added an extra M. Okay, Ollie, here's your final word. Are okay. you ready? Yeah. Your word is deuterium. Deuterium? Deuterium. The way that I unfortunately do know this word. Is that, I swear, I think that might just be an actual like word. It's a D-E-U-T-E-R, D-U-T-E-R, D-E-U-T-E-R-I-U-M. Yeah. Yes! I hate it here because I know that word because it's a term in chemistry. The, it is it is an isotope of hydrogen. Okay. Well, it's also like a, a chemical thing in like Star Wars, like a awesome. like a fuel type of thing. Getting my clown shoes on and tying them on tight. Let's do this. Your word is generali generali reus. Generali. And is this is this two words or is this one word? It's one word. word and it's generali reus. Could you use it in a sentence? If you had read the Thrawn books, well, you would know I did. about this is the sentence I'm giving you. If you had read the Thrawn books, you would know about Jenna Raleigh Reus. What's his wait, name? Can I? Can, it's it's Nakir. His name Nakir, is Nakir. There you go, Jenna Raleigh Reus Nakir from Gen- the Thrawn Ascendancy books. Gen- is this a Gen- name? A little General Reus. It's a military rank. General Wait, so is, is the word Gen- generally? <laughs> what is the word? It's Gen- like generalissimo. Who is you that? It's not a name. It's like a title. Yeah, that's Audio, a- you're giving him hints. It's generally Gen- There, Gener- okay, that's it. General- the word. The word is general. General. Fuck me. Generalirious. There you go. Spell it. Okay. Well, or- the first part is. <laughs> The first part is just general, which is G-E-N-E-R-A-L. And then it's Irius after that. Yes, the word. I cannot remember this word to save my fucking life. General (laughs) Irius. General General Irius. Okay, so then it's G-E-N-E-R-A-L-I-R-E-I-U-S-E. You were so close. There's no E at the end. (laughs) Who the fuck? (laughs) General Irius. Okay, I cannot deal with the fact that Ali got deuterium and I got a fucking Thrawn ascendancy word. Anyway, Claudia, are you ready for your word? Uh-oh. This game is tearing us apart. <laughs> oh, okay, wait, let me open the wiki page for this just <laughs> to look at it. Let me ask one of the others that has spelled already that is, this is not their words. Oh, they think this should be pronounced yeah. as. <laughs> I want to say... Um, I would say Kajane Sanicto. That's what I wanted to kind of say too. Yeah. I'm sorry? Kajane Sanicto. Kajane Sanicto. Okay. Can you spell it out phonetically? <laughs> no. Uh, I can use it in a sentence. Okay, wait. For you can you send it to me want. and I can try and pronounce it? I don't think Don't I send it to me. I don't want to pronounce it. <laughs> no, I'm going to send it to you on Discord right now. I think it'd be Kajane Sanicto. I think that's the closest. Sounds better. 
Yeah. Okay, let's go with that. Your Kaja word Zinecto. is Kajin Sinecto. Is this a person, a place? This is a species. Jesus, okay. Um. This is a species? <laughs> K-A-J-A-N-S-A-N-I-K-T-O. You were really close. Motherfucker! You missed an I. It was K A. Yeah, K A J A I N S A N I K T O. It is a red nickel. Mel, your word is Kielstad. Kielstad? Okay. K J. Sorry, I'm trying to think about this. What the fuck? K. You want a sentence? Yes, if you could put it in a sentence, that might be helpful. The Kjalstad <laughs> Basin was was a lake on the planet of Kashyyyk. Oh, okay. Then it's K K No, okay. Sorry. So Kjalstad. K Y Y Y A L S T A D. I um, give up. You were close. There's two A's. <laughs> Bro. Are you kidding? <laughs> when, you got those, when you got those two Ys, though, you know what I'm realizing? I have a problem because a lot of these words I did already know. But who was the winner? Who won our first annual Star Wars spelling bee? Congrats, Ollie. You won. Yeah! Oh my god, Ollie's what the quirk self little white boy. <laughs> what, is the, what are the scores looking like? With 2.5 points, Noah, Claudia and I are tied for third with two. And Ollie, you won with three. Anyway, this has <laughs> been the Star Wars Spelling Bee. Maybe we'll have a second annual one. Who knows? Tune in next time. Let's go to the next segment. Welcome to our favorite segment, which is Name That Ship. The way Name That Ship works is one of the hosts will bring a fan fiction, and we will read the tags, the description, or any other relevant information. And our other hosts will have to guess who the main ship is. Remember, this is all in good fun. We're doing this for fun. As we have said multiple times, fan fiction writers are the backbone of society. So please don't go search out for these people. Let's get into it. I have brought one today. This one is not like necessarily like gross or weird or bad or anything. It just, it, the summary is just very good. This is rated general audiences. It is character A slash character B. I'm, there's another character who is not in the ship, but if I say who it is, it's immediately going to give it away. So I'm going to refer to him as character C, but no, he is not in the ship. Um, character C and character A. Characters. Character A and character C. So character B is not in this fic. Alternate universe, modern setting. Teenager character A. Dating. Crack treated seriously. One shot, short one shot. Um, do you guys want to hear the description? I think I really like her. She's cute and funny and how does she fight? The blunt question made character A sigh. Honestly, I have no idea. I've never seen her fight anyone. Then how can you know anything about her if you don't know if she can hold her own? Character A rolled his eyes. Dad, it's 2021. There are more ways for a girl to be a badass than beating the crap out of somebody. Like what? Where teenager character A starts dating and finds out that his dad has outdated views of relationships. Okay, so are these Rebels era characters, Clone Wars? No sequels high republic Mm -mm. you can't i feel like it doesn't like new republic era so like the time of the book of boba fett between yeah about probably okay yeah does this involve original trilogy characters it does not no 
or rebellion rebels characters nope is it two men two women no a man and a woman yes it's a hetero relationship it is um is it a popular ship (laughs) no i i let me check and see how many fix there are there's one fic for this and i found it um i will also you know these are not like adults these are like uh, this is like an AU where they are, it's not an AU, but they are like teenagers. It is an AU, but in this, they are teens. So wait, they're normally adults? No. But they're not normally teenagers? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know a lot about children, but that does not leave a number of categories <laughs> so, left available. Right. You're are right. these is- characters that have been in live action? Yes. Both of them. All, is- all three of the people in this fic have Is been. one is of this- them Grogu? <laughs> one of them is Character A no. is Grogu. Is the, is the dad Din Djarin. The dad is Din Djarin. I can read the tag that I didn't read earlier, which is Mandalorian culture. And the last is where teenager Grogu starts dating and finding out that his dad has an out- has outdated views of relationships in the Mandalorian way. So who's the girl? Huh. Who's the lucky Who? lady who's getting to date teen Grogu? Ray? <laughs> no! No! This is... This is another character from the Mandalorian. Winter. Who's a baby? It is. You're right. It's Winter, Omera's daughter. What? 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 From episode three of the Mandalorian. This is an AU where Winter has been aged up to a teenager, as has Grogu. And it is a modern AU. And they are dating. To kind of wrap up this evening's conversation, I want to bring it full circle. Uh, this ship isn't cursed by any means. Um, I think it's really funny, personally. Um, the tags tell a story. Are you ready? Uh, tags are character A, character B. Other characters include Luke Skywalker, Hondo Onaka, and Han Solo. Additional tags. Character A, character B, raise Luke and Han together. Accidental marriage. Pirates. Slavers for like two seconds. Protective character A. Protective character B. This is not how this group of people ought to hide, but, you know, whatever. No smut. Maybe next time. Okay, I feel like I got hit by a brick in the new Cad Bane. Hondo Onaka is in this? One is Cad Bane, and yes, Hondo Onaka is in this. (laughs) Who? Okay, Cad Bane is raising Ray with who? Not Ray. He's raising Luke and Han. Han. I don't know why. Okay, that- Is it a Jedi? Where that came from. Is it it Maul? It is not Maul. Is it Obi-Wan? It is Obi-Wan Kenobi. As Bane and fucking Obi-Wan. No, they one shot. No, listen- because I think that they sh- should kiss. I think they sh- they have explored each other's bodies. There was about- some tension after the Racco Hardeen arc. That's all I'm saying. Cad Bane was like, I kind of, Racco Hardeen's kind of fine though. And he walks he's up to like- Racco Hardeen and he's like, hey, do you want to go on a date after this? And Obi-Wan as Racco Hardeen's like, oh, okay. Cad Bane is like, I kind of want to thank him. But I kind of want to knock him out. Guys, I think we've made this joke on this podcast before. Undoubtedly. We undoubtedly. Have. Thank you so much for joining us this week for RuPaul's Padres. Episodes usually drop on Sundays, but for updates, Star Wars news, and more cursed shit, follow us on social media at RuPaul's Padres on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you really love the show, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or Overcast. It means a lot to us and it really helps us out. May the force be with you and don't crip it up. Waka waka waka. waka. guys i need you to fucking know that just dm me i was like the rat would grab on his ball i'm 
I said his I ball, hate it here. I, the only mess the only text in the message is his ball sack. Three words. And would you like to explain what you were talking about when you said that? I was talking about what the rat grabs onto to control loading <laughs> brainstorm. I was trying to share a funny joke between my friend, me, and my friend Noah. But unfortunately, we can't have anything private these days in the information age. Everyone's so entitled, they have to know everything. God, I can't do anything. This is my formal resignation from the podcast. Thank you. Okay. You're, you're the hill you're, no, no, no. Because the hill you're dying on is loading great storms. <laughs> ball sack no the hill i'm dying on is noah sharing our private conversations about load and grade service ball sack tomorrow, why does it matter what it's about tomorrow i have to release a video called breaking my silence <laughs> i just want to talk about the difficult topics that we had to discuss <laughs> on the podcast and i want no, to apologize no, you cannot put the phrase <laughs> breaking my ball sack in the chat and not say Oh my God, Loden Fallon landed on his balls. Do you remember when Elzar Man Fallon landed on his taint? POV, Jess is going to kill us all. Are you motherfuckers done now?